What could you truly become capable of if you were living in greater resonance and synchronicity with your essence? If you were able to be aligning with your divine every day and creating from that energy, are you ready to explore and activate that? Let's get started aligning divine. Now, here's your host, soul and body coach, Keisha Clark. <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in this great, big, amazing, magical, incredible, delicious world. Hello and welcome to Aligning Divine. I am Keisha Clark, your host. And we are here on the Inspired Choices Network. That's our home platform. And if you're listening on any other platform on the planet, because we stream live to over 50 other platforms, uh, thank you for finding us whenever, however, and wherever you're finding us. And thanks for coming to play. If it's your first time landing on the show, welcome. Um, I am having a blast on Aligning Divine as we celebrate having the joy of lining up with your essence and living it every day. And uh, for a lot of folks, that might be a bit of a conundrum, and it doesn't have to be. So I bring my uh, <laughs> my deliciously different points of view, and uh, I play with all kinds of things to help you shift your perspective, shatter your limitations, tap into aligning with your divine, and actually living it in your everyday life. And it's all kinds of fun. So, you know, don't try it at home because you'll probably just enjoy it way too much. So if you've been here before and you're coming back to play more, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I am honored. And however you're coming to play and whenever you're coming to play, please know that you are an amazing contribution to these conversations. And I am so grateful for you, for your energy, for your insights, and for however you are playing with us today and any day, actually. So whether you're playing on a live show or with a podcast, you're still contributing, and I am grateful. And what are we doing today? Well, we're going to have some fun with this, uh, this interesting thing that we have called positive and negative. So my question or the question that the show is posing to us today is, are your positive thoughts netting a negative ROI, as in return on investment? Yeah. <laughs> so if you've been trying to attract positive experiences by thinking positive thoughts, but having less than positive results, <laughs> you might not be alone in that. It is a popular association of the words positive and negative. <laughs> and I'm sure you've probably done that too. It's great for marketing and motivational speeches and all of that. And they can also be really uh, quite a source of confusion and frustration in the everyday world, in our everyday life, right? So we're actually quite brilliant at using these two words to set ourselves up for failure more than we do success. You've probably never done that though, right? <laughs> Not at all. Never, never. So I am inviting you this week to an exploration of what quote-unquote positive and quote-unquote negative actually do to our attracting and our creating? And how can we play with them in a way that they actually do <laughs> help us attract and create if we want to play with them at all? <gasps> right? There's your, little, there's your little taste of what we might be going into. <laughs> so, yes, 
I'm sure you have probably never stumbled yourself over those words positive and negative, and there's a whole lot of us that have. And um, for me, this was kind of a phase I went through as I was, you know, uh, learning to apply and play with the tools in different modalities. And the one you might, most people probably think of when it comes to these words or when you hear the words positive thinking uh, is law of attraction because we are talking about attraction, attracting and attraction and creation. And um, there's a lot of interesting pieces in the, when you play with the law of attraction. Um, so when you, if you just look up law of attraction, you actually can see that um, one of the first, I think it's listed as the first law because I think there's three. And here's my disclaimer. I'm not, a, I don't propose myself to be a quote unquote expert on law of attraction. I play with it. I have a lot of fun with it. I love Esther and Abraham. And so there's my, that's how I'm, that's how I'm connected to that, if you want to say it that way. And um, if you look up law of attraction, you will find it, it's actually taken from a quote by, or at least it's credited to a quote by Richard Bach, who is a, an American author. And um, it's that like attracts like. So we think positive is going to get us positive, right? We think negative is going to get us negative. And has that really been your experience on a consistent basis? What's your answer? <laughs> yeah, probably most of you, if you have, you know, done this sort of human perspective playing with it, um, you've probably noticed that that wasn't always the case for you. Now, if we're looking at this in a linear way, it seems pretty straightforward. Well, if you think positive thoughts, you should get positive things. Positive things should happen, right? And yes, I'm having I'm having a little bit of fun with tongue in cheek with this. So uh, if you're if you're thinking negative thoughts, if you're in a negative place, then most likely you're going to experience something negative. And yet, for a lot of people, I hear this quite a bit. Uh, the positive thinking seems to draw, if we're looking at it in a linear way, seems to draw or attract or create a negative experience, so a negative return on investment. I like using ROI. It's just a fun term for me to use. Because if you look at it as we're investing our positive thoughts, we're investing our time and energy to think those positive things. <laughs> but if we're not having positive experiences, we're, we're getting a negative return, essentially. So that can apply in many ways. That can apply in your personal life. That can apply in your relationships. That can apply in your business. Positive thoughts might be getting you a negative return on investment. And that leaves you kind of going WTF, right? <laughs> so let's look at the words positive and negative. Let's look at what we're really talking about. Because if you don't know this about me, uh, one of the things that I love to do, and it's also a big part of the way that I play in the world, is looking at the energy of what we're actually speaking into existence. So words have these interesting histories as well as anything else. And the way that words came into being, the way that words came into being used there are 
particular energies, particular vibrational energetic signatures, if you will, in the words and how we started playing with them originally. And what I find fascinating is that even though we change the context or the, the in some cases the actual definitions of the word or we add to it over year over the years over the centuries you know really over the centuries um it doesn't always automatically edit or modify the energy of the word so let's this is a case in point today's topic with the positive thoughts and negative experiences or negative thoughts, positive thinking, negative thinking, um, the words positive and negative. So that's the first place I want to go, positive and, and negative. So if you look up positive, the word positive, uh, in one of my favorite resources and references, it's the online etymology dictionary, positive as an adjective, I thought this was kind of interesting. Um, Originally from the early 1300s, okay, now that's that's a long time ago, friends. <laughs> that's a few centuries. Um, you, you've probably had some lifetimes there too, and let's just see what you're aware of. So originally it was a legal term, and what it meant was that something had been formally laid down or formally put in place. It had been settled by agreement. Okay, did you hear anywhere in there that it was a good thing or a bad thing? I didn't. <laughs> so let me just say it one more time. So originally, in the early 1300s, it was a legal term, and it was implying something was formally laid down or put in place that it was settled by agreement. Now, isn't that interesting? That's very different <laughs> from how we typically use the word positive today. And guess when the sense of the way we use that word today actually came into being? It was only in 19, around 1916, early 20th century. So right about 100 years, a little over 100 years, that the psychological sense of concentrating on what is constructive and good actually is what positive was applying to or, or was one of, the, one of the applications of the word positive. Now, isn't that fascinating? I thought that was really fascinating because for me, in the conversations about positive and negative, fill in the blank, it's, I find it really fascinating what I observe and what I notice in the energy when people are talking about positive thinking. I'm hearing them say the word positive thinking, but there's a disconnect, kind of like when people use the word passion. And, and if you have hung out with me for a while, you might recall I did a show last year one of my first couple of shows, I think it was, um, called, oops, <laughs> the passion, passion, oh gosh, like now I can't remember the name of it. It, it was about using the word passion. It, passion pitfalls, I think is what it was called. So 
the same, the similar type of thing happens when I hear the word, hear people use the word positive when they're describing something. That was, we want a positive experience. We want to create a positive here. We want it to be positive for everybody. There, there's just a disconnect. It's also kind of like how when we use the word manifest, there's a, like a this disconnect. Now, it's, it's not because the people are being, it, it has nothing to do with the person. It's no, I am making no statement about the person's IQ. <laughs> that isn't it. But there's something in the energetic aspect. There's something that I perceive in the energy, in the way people are saying, are using the word positive, that is not congruent with what I am aware they are wanting to express. And that's the key right there. We're looking at congruency. So there's one of your... There's another giveaway to our theme today, okay? Yes, thank you, Christine. Ah, Christine McIver, folks, who is our fearless and fabulous rebel leader here at Inspired Choices Network. She's also producing the show today. And <laughs> she went and grabbed that title for me. It's Passion Traps and Purpose Pitfalls. So, yes, passion and purpose are two more of those kind of buzzwords that oftentimes there's this incongruency when people are using the word the energy of what they're creating by the use of the word is not quite lining up with what they are desiring to create. Now, that is my awareness. That's not a, a make wrong on anybody who's using these words. So if you use the word positive and you use the word positive thoughts or positive thinking, I am in no way telling you that you have to cease and desist using that word. <laughs> what I'm inviting you to is to really be with how you use this word, when you're using this word, and where are, where are you choosing this word from when you're using the word positive? And we just had an interesting little blip. Or, or I think I'm back, though. Yeah, so how you're using the word positive in this case or negative, and where are you using the word from? Where are you choosing that word from? right? What I notice with a lot of us when we are first at least playing with these words is we're kind of choosing the word as a, like we're wishing because we want something to be the case. Now, here's an interesting thing, and this is to, to my point in the, in the beginning of the show in, as part of the write-up here, how what I notice is that we are really quite brilliant at using these words to set ourselves up more often for failure than we do success. And here is one of the keys of that, is that we're using the word, in this case, positive, which at the essence of that word is not really a fully aligning energy with what we're actually reaching for in our attempts when we're using the word, in our attempts to create something positive that we're calling positive, we're not necessarily selecting an energy that is really congruent. Because look, like we said, this association with positive being something pleasant and happy and joyful is, is just over 100 years of that kind of application. So that is really, really, you know, relatively looking at the timeline, if we want to play with that for a second, that is really relatively new. 
So the connection of that is far, and here's just, this is just me and my observation, the connection of that word to something that is joyful or exciting or generative is actually fairly still weak is, is the word I would use. The greater strength of the energy of that word is something different from how we are trying to apply it. Because the energy of that word, the essence of that word, the original usage of that word had more to do with putting something in place to posit, as in to deposit, to posit, than it did to make something joyful. Do you get that? Does that kind of fluoresce for you just a little bit? Right? Same, uh, similar dynamic with the word negative. Now, negative originally, uh, around the early 1400s, had to do with expressing denial. <laughs> that, I mean, there's not a whole lot else on there. It's expressing denial, basically to say no. I think we can relate to that. <laughs> We've probably done a bit of denial in our lives. <laughs> And that can be to deny a choice, but it can also be to deny uh, uh, something that might require your attention. Okay? So, and the, let's see, it, when we got into the, 50, right around 1560s is when the association was also added, the characterized by the absence of that which is affirmative or positive. Interesting. And then in the mid-1700s is when it began to be used as an, an, a sense regarding electrical terms. So isn't this fascinating? We have the words positive and, and negative. Neither of those words actually started out in the energy of what we're trying to use them to imply or create today. And yet, look how widespread that is. So am I telling you all to just stop using the words? Again, no, I'm not telling you you have to stop using the words. I am asking you, as I always do, to look at what you are actually creating. Because I am really big on bringing more of our consciousness to the experiencing of our life and our creation and our creating. And when we do that, part of what we do is we look at, okay, if I haven't really been creating what is fun for me and what I am really liking to do and create, where can I shift this? What change is what ch changes can I be making to actually line up even more with what is true and authentic and generative for me? And in the process of that is where we look a, a lot of the times, we look at the words we're using and we look at how we are using them. Because we might be thinking we have an intention of what we want a word to mean. But that doesn't really mean a hill of beans to the energy. <laughs> yes, I have some old school sayings <laughs> that show up from time to time. So so when when we are speaking the words, the energy that it's lining us up with might not be hitting the target that we really have set for the use of those words and what we are wanting to create. Okay, so 
whew, we're in this we're in this swimming pool. We're having a good time. At least that's my desire. So I I'm hoping that you got some stuff swirling around in your universe because that's really you know that's the fun part. <laughs> it means that things are shaking loose, and when they shake loose, we can shift some stuff. We can change some stuff. So. If you're finding that you are wanting to defend your use of the word positive and or negative, that's okay too. If you're finding that this is really landing and you're like, oh my gosh, I've totally been doing that, <laughs> that's awesome too. And on the other side of the break, we're going to take this to the next step and play with what the heck is positive and negative and do we even, does it, is it even required in our creating and in our setting of intentions or setting our targets? So let's play more with that <laughs> in just a few minutes. I encourage you to take a breath, maybe even take a drink of water, you know, get a little um, a little current flow in there. And uh, you are here with me, Keisha Clark, on Aligning Divine. We are on the Inspired Choices Network and whatever platform you're playing with us on. Thank you for that. And we will be right back after the break. Within each of us, there is a spark of the essence that gives rise to all that is in the universe. Are you ready to let it light up your life? Tune in to Aligning Divine Radio Show with Soul and Body Coach Keisha Clark for fresh perspectives and powerful tools to be aligning with your divine essence and living it every day. Join us for Aligning Divine Radio Show every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Aligning Divine Radio Show with soul and body coach Keisha Clark. To bring your question on the show, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. In Canada, 613-800-8736. Or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You may also email your questions or comments to Keisha at KeishaClark.live. Now back to the show. Welcome back as we go forward into the next segment of Aligning Divine. I am Keisha Clark and we are here on the Inspired Choices Network. And if it's uh if you're calling if you're joining us, just joining us during the live show today, um we are playing with are your positive thoughts netting negative ROI? Netting you a negative ROI, return on investment. Um so are you is your positive thinking creating positive experiences? Quite simply, yes, no, maybe, I don't know. Um, it's a train wreck. <laughs> I thought I knew what I was doing, but oh my God. <laughs> so we were exploring 
the etymology of positive and negative and how we apply this word. And, and I was sharing a bit about how what I notice oftentimes with these words in particular and a number of words that we like to use in today's um, different modalities, uh, that when we're using the words like positive and negative, that the way we're using them is often actually creating something very different than what we are desiring to create. So let's go a little bit further with this. So really, here's my posit for you. <laughs> here's my Here's my little claimer here today for the, for the sake of today's conversation. When you're using the word positive and negative, here's my suggestion. Use it in the context of electricity. That's really the main application right now that positive and negative really seem to land for is as it applies to electrically charged energy, electrically charged anything. That's when you can most clearly see the interplay of positive and negative. Now, when you're using it in terms of an experience, you're saying, I want to have a positive experience, here's the tricky bit. If you're trying to make the word positive mean something good, and if you're trying to make the word negative mean something bad, you are actually using one of the weakest forms of the, of the energetic representation of good and bad. You are also, and here's just a little, if you want to really play with this, you are also, by the nature of the energy of what you are attempting to do, you are also maintaining polarity. Because by the simple choices to use the words positive and negative to reflect good or bad, respectively, you have actually basically said to the universe, I want to do this through polarity. I want to create it through cause and effect. You are not asking the universe to show you the magic that is actually possible. You are asking the universe to create something with you with conditions. Do you get that? Bing, 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 bing. <laughs> and here's that kind of hidden thing that we do. And we all do this. Again, this is not a make wrong. This is just, hey, we're looking at how we're doing some stuff, and we're looking for, okay, where might I be not as congruent as I would like to be with what is actually possible for me? Does that really land? Does it, does it land at all for you? <laughs> if you are desiring to create from what is really possible for you as like the magic of you, the, the soul essence included, you don't have to really worry about putting a condition of positive or negative on anything. That's not required. That's not necessary. So when you're using positive and negative, another invitation I have for you is would you let that be a way that you can start finding some of those little red flags for yourself to notice, oh, wait a minute, there's one of those places that I'm actually 
clicking back into condition. I'm actually reverting to conditional creation. And that's not limitless. Conditions are not limitless. <laughs> so that's just a way that you start to notice, oh, oh my gosh. And most of us do that unconsciously because we've learned it. We've learned to say, I need to think positive thoughts. We've learned to say, this should be a positive experience. I want to set up this, uh, this event to be a positive experience for everyone. Well, that's great. That's a fabulous target. And, and, all capital letters, and there is a way that you can actually create that event that doesn't really require you it doesn't require the necessity of putting the condition of wanting it to be positive. So we're getting into a, a little bit of what you could call an advanced <laughs> application or an advanced way to play with this, with your magic here. And really, this also speaks for me to the heart of what lining up with your essence is about. It's whenever you come across or become aware of a, a little place or a way that you are bringing yourself out of aligning, that's knocking you off course. That's basically making you have to work harder. And, and what I love to do is sit down and go, okay, let's look at this. And where we find those places, that's where we say, oh, that's, we want to change that. So where are you using things like positive and negative? And are you willing to trust that you don't have to use those words? Now, if, you're, if you are an English teacher, if you are an, a math teacher, if you are a vocational teacher of some kind, yes, use the words as they apply in the context of the conversation. Absolutely. And if you are playing with, I want to create my life that actually works for me. I want to I want to have more fun with creating my life. Then I invite you to look at this. Where are you actually keeping yourself in polarity? So that takes me to when we are playing with these statements like attracts like and then we also say opposites attract. Again, opposites attract typically is referring to polarity. And that's a question I have heard thrown around a lot. Well, how can like energies attract if opposites attract? Well, we look at it in context. If you're having a conversation about electrically charged, or it doesn't have to be electrically charged, if you're having a conversation about a, a particular energetic charge, I think I'm using that term correctly. There's an interesting thing. I've, there's some articles that I found that, that get into the real nitpicky nitty-gritty between like electricity is not energy it's it's really quite fascinating but that's not today's conversation so i digress um when you're talking about or when you're using the statement opposites attract that's polarity based when you are playing more in the field of like attracts like then we're in the vibration and vibration is not about polarity vibration is about energies and how they can resonate does that land so when we're talking about vibration 
we are talking about energies. We're not talking about electricity. We're not talking about polarity. When we're talking about vibration, we are talking about energies and how they can resonate. Isn't that cool? So I find it very intriguing how we apply the statement opposites attract and we want to we apply it oftentimes to relationship as well as you know batteries and poles and that kind of thing it's it's really kind of it's very intriguing to me actually because I, this this conversation has kind of invited me to take a look at how do i approach relationship and and we could t- we could open that to all relationships, but in particular, I hear a lot of us. You know, it's a very popular. I guess you could call it a platitude that people talk about in primary partner relationships. Well, you know, opposites attract. Well, I think it's really interesting that we've kind of, you know, glommed that onto what is possible for relationship. Now, could you have fun with opposites attracting? Absolutely. Um, does opposites attracting mean it's a bad thing? No, absolutely not. Really, what we might want to be looking for instead is taking it to the vibrational possibilities. So this circles me back into when we're talking about positive thinking and a lot of people get really flustered around this whole law of attraction thing because they they put forth, I, I'm thinking positive thoughts, why am I not attracting positive people? Now, I just want to ask you, do you hear the amount of judgment that is required to even answer that question? There's a whole lot of conclusion in there. There's a whole lot of expectation in there. There's a whole lot of linearity in there. And life is not linear. Processes can be linear, but life, it's not a linear process. It's more than a linear process. So if you've kind of gotten caught up in that, well, I'm thinking positive thoughts and I'm looking for a positive relationship and I'm looking for positive experiences and I'm trying to attract positive people and it's just not happening, I'm just going to tell you, kids, that right there might be part of it. (laughs) Okay? And this is also why, or well, this is also what inspires me to invite you to get out of the positive and negative conditioning in the way you create is so that you can actually start to play with experiencing what else you can play with. So you're not trying to think only positive things or do only positive things or make only positive choices relative to the fact that you're trying to make the word positive mean good. And really, what does good mean? If we want to go a step further, what the heck does good mean? Like, what is good? Yes, you can say what makes you feel good, what makes you happy, what brings you joy, and yes, all of that applies. And what if you created from that instead of that having to be a positive? What if you actually said, I want to create my life in a way that it brings me joy? I want to have relationships that bring me joy. I want to create experiences that are joyful for me and for anybody else who wants to come play. So if you you kind of look at that in contrast to I want to create positive experiences for or with XYZ, what do you notice? And I know it might sound like I'm kind of harping on this, and of course it is a topic for today's show, and 
I really, really, really sincerely desire to support you to change something that isn't working. And if you are snaring yourself in the conditional creation method of positive and negative, that has you in polarity, my friend. That does not allow you to be in choice. That's limited choices. But that's not really choices that come from what is truly possible for you. And here's something that I noticed. With a lot of people who have what we would call empathic abilities, intuitive abilities, um, uh, oh my goodness, uh, clairvoyant, you know, the multi-clairs, all the clairs, mediums, psychics, um, anyone who has a, an energetic awareness, you could call it an energetic sensitivity, and I'm not using sensitivity in a sort of a, a a disempowering way, but just a an acute sense of energy, right? Those who live in an energetic awareness, even more so than what uh, conventional living might might give you, because their awareness of so many energies can be so confusing. And if you're looking for where's the positive, where's the where Where's the positive thought? How do I do a positive thought in the middle of all of this? That can be exhausting. And oftentimes it simply has to do with that they have not learned or developed their ability to hone in or tune in to their awareness of their being and their body. So if you, fall, if you find yourself having that experience, I'm going to give you two questions that are two of my go-tos. They're big ones. And the first question is, you, you might have heard me say this if you played with me before, <clears throat> universe, show me the energy of me. And the second question is, body, show me energy of us. Now you can add the word now <laughs> to the end of each of those statements because it's, it's a question and it's a statement. It's a simultaneous thing. Because really the target here in any moment is for you to have your awareness of you and be able to choose what works for you regardless of what is going on around you. And O-M to the G, my friends, could has there ever been a time in your lifetime in this incarnation so far that we might have required that more than now as we are, as of the recording of this live show, in the middle of the year 2020, having a global adventure dealing with a very interesting something that showed up on the planet that we've called COVID-19. Has there ever been a time <laughs> that you might want to sharpen your ability to be tuned into your awareness and be able to make choices that work for you, regardless of what is going on all around you all over the world? That's what is going to help you move the needle that's what is going to help you move forward in your life much more so than if you are uh, tethering yourself <laughs> out of some necessity for something to be positive or not be negative. Because then you're thrown right back into the spin cycle of conditional creation. Now, conditional creation works, it has application, it has value, it can be a lot of fun, and 
when we're talking about lining up with our essence and living it every day, we can blow right past conditional creation. Because the way you create when you are in aligning, when you are aligning with your authenticity, with your essence, with who and what and how you truly are, all that you truly are, you don't require conditions to create. You can choose that if it's fun for you and you can also create in a way that requires no conditions. And I desire that so much for us right now, my friends, even more than I ever have before, that we know that no conditions have to be required for us to create. That in the middle of this mess, we can still create. We can still line up. We can still tune in to our vibrational signature and we can still choose. That is something we can do. That does not require us to determine it is positive or negative. That does not require that we have to attract positive or negative because we go right beyond it. We go way outside that box. And we honor that that is the choice that a lot of people make. And wherever they are, if that's the choice that really works for them, let them have that choice. And if that's the choice that really works for you in this 10 seconds, have that choice. Write it. Write it, baby. Have that choice and use it for every ounce that you can get. And I'm still going to invite you and I'm even going to kind of challenge you <laughs> to keep choosing and be willing to go beyond the conditions, way beyond them. Whew, getting a little worked up here, friends. It's kind of fun. I like it. <laughs> so, because, oh, oh my God, like, are you even willing to know that you could actually have fun creating even in the middle of this shit show? Because it's a shit show for a lot of us. It is a shit show. A lot of us are so aware. Let me just ask it to you. How aware are you of the insanity going on right now? The insanity within all of the little adventures and episodes that you're seeing happening and playing out around you. How aware are you of the insanity? Could you maybe acknowledge that? And would you maybe just be willing to treat yourself to a day of, hey, what if I didn't require positive or negative? What if what I wanted to create didn't require positive or negative as a condition? Can you trust yourself enough and are you willing to trust yourself enough to know, to have your knowing that you can create no matter what is going on, no matter what is happening in the world? Because let me tell you, friends, the laws that govern the universe, they don't take a break when there's a crisis happening around the planet. Okay, the source does not push pause on the laws of the universe just because we have a crisis going on or we are creating a shit show, however you want to look at that. The laws of the universe apply every moment of every day no matter what is going on. Now, does that mean you have to create from cause and effect? Absolutely not. But you can sure use the laws of the universe to your advantage if you're willing to. You can. Yes, you can. <laughs> All right, let's take a breath. Oh, my goodness. 
I'm so enjoying uh, the stirring up of these energies. It's really it's a lot of fun for me. It's a nice reminder and refresher for me. And I desire for us to have more playmates who are willing to create this way. Unconditional, non-conditional creation, limitless creation. And having fun no matter what the what is looks like. Because we know that the what is is simply an indication of what we've been doing and choosing. So if you've been trying to create from positive and negative, take a look at what is and just notice, oh, I put a condition on that. Huh. Wonder what else I could do if I didn't have a condition on what I was creating. What if I don't have to be the boss of the universe? What if the universe already knows that the most fun, orgasmic, delightful way to play is to have joyful creation that brings joy to everybody that plays with it? Oh, my gosh. That might be an option. <laughs> so let that roll around your universe while we just play with a quick break. Take a breath. Take a drink of water. If you need those electrolytes, grab those too. Woo, let that let that energy come through. Let your body show you some stuff. Let the universe show you some stuff. You can do that. I'm going to be doing that over here on this on this end and uh <laughs> we'll be back in just a moment here on Aligning Divine with myself Keisha Clark on the Inspired Choices Network. Woo, I'll see you on the other side. Within each of us, there is a spark of the essence that gives rise to all that is in the universe. Are you ready to let it light up your life? Tune in to Aligning Divine Radio Show with Soul and Body Coach Keisha Clark for fresh perspectives and powerful tools to be aligning with your divine essence and living it every day. Join us for Aligning Divine Radio Show every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Aligning Divine Radio Show with soul and body coach Keisha Clark. To bring your question on the show, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. In Canada, 613-800-8736. Or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You may also email your questions or comments to Keisha at KeishaClark.live. Now back to the show. <laughs> Welcome back and forward, my beauties. Here we are on Aligning Divine playing with this aligning thing <laughs> here on the Inspired Choices Network. Wow. Thank you so much for playing with this with me today. Thanks for being willing to just be here with this energy. Thanks for even being willing to consider that you don't have to create your life with conditions. Wow. That's a whole new world. Yeah. <sighs> okay. So what does this get us to? How do we play with creation? And what is it that we want to, what, what targets could we have? If we're taking off our thinking caps, <laughs> we're, we're taking off, we're removing the condition of positive and negative from our creation model here. What can we do? Well, here's, here's my, my starter things for you. Is the target is really to be playing in the vibration. So if you can, Start to let go of or suspend your um, 
your points of view. <laughs> We're going to shift perspective, remember? We like to shift our perspective and shatter those limitations. So if you can begin to play with your points of view around the necessity of qualifying that something should be good or bad or that something has to be good or bad, that's one way that you can start kind of loosening up this structure, okay? What if something could be whatever it is? What if everything could be whatever it is? And however you experience it, you can take the information of that and let it let it advise you, right? Let it advise your next choice, okay? Would you be willing to play that way? Would you be willing to play with creating for the sake of joy, just the joy of creating, just finding out what you're actually capable of? And would you be willing to start to get a greater sense of your vibration? Where are you in all of this? That's one of the main reasons we get, we, we kind of hurl ourselves down those rabbit holes. We lose that awareness or we lose our sense of awareness of us. So when you can begin to have a more consistent connection, awareness of you, you will begin to change how you can create even more. Now, for this conversation, for the for today's invitation, where we want to ask you to play is in that vibrational energy, the vibrations of the energy. Feel the vibrations because really part of how we create beyond the conditional creation model is we look for where is the resonance? What resonates with our essence? Where are those places that we resonate? So if you go to the online etymology dictionary, and if you look up resonance as a noun, it says, and it's usually in the mid, uh, this would have been what, the mid-1400s, it's, it's, the term was applied in acoustics, and it had to do with a prolongation of sound by, by reverberation, the act of resonating. And it comes from um, the words that have to do with echo or to sound again. And what that brought up in my awareness was like, you know, similar to how we have sonar, right? So if you are vibrating, if you are able to get into whatever's joyful for you, and it doesn't have to be jumping up and down orgasmic joy. It can simply be the joy of a peaceful moment, okay? So again, there's no good or bad scale applied to your joyfulness. Just that, and that vibration of the joy of you or whatever word that works for you, okay, <laughs> whatever word resonates, if you can get into that and then start asking for the energy that resonate with you being lining up with your essence, you will start to experience, you will start to notice some different things are showing up for you because you're actually allowing them to show up. So that is my invitation for you this week, my friends. Where are the energies that resonate with you in aligning with your essence. 
And you will begin to bring them into your everyday life. Bring them into each moment. It's not something you have to do, quote unquote. And if you're willing to take the conditions off of it, it can show up so much faster. It can show up so many more ways. It can show up in so much more of your everyday life. It has no need for you to tell it it needs to be a positive thing or that it cannot be a negative thing. It simply requires that you are willing to receive it. And when you're willing to be in that joy, that vibration of joy, that vibration of peace, that vibration of your, what is true for you, by the nature of that energy, by the nature of that choice, you are going to be resonating with what is more joyful for you. You are going to be drawn to that. You're going to be drawing that to you. So if that sounds like something that would be fun for you, I just invite you to choose it, my friends. I double dragon dare you to choose it. (laughs) And if you feel like or find that you desire some support, some facilitation around that, you might need a little more uh, getting it going, support in getting it going, shifting the habits, or that there's something in the way and you can't quite see it and you want some um, some coaching and facilitation, reach out. My information is on this podcast page. All you got to do is scroll down and click or tap, depending on the device you're on. So for this week, my lovelies, take off your thinking cap. Take the conditions of how you create off of your creations and let life bring you so much more than you even thought was possible as you are lining up with your essence and living it every day. I am adoring you, and so does the universe. And we'll see you next week. Mwah. Thank you for listening to Aligning Divine Radio Show. Keisha Clark has more to share next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. And for now, she is cheering you on to create an awesome week of lining up with your essence and living it.